You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy hump day, you beautiful mother fathers. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Whole9Sports.com where you can find all of my written work. Today, I'm going to talk about, dude, like I love him, Kadarius Tony making his debut at Giants training camp. Also going to cover Trey Mann's Rookie of the Year betting odds on Bet Online. And I'll wrap up by talking about my favorite home field apparel designs. Uh, it, I'm just going to be completely honest with you. It's not sponsored. I just love these designs. So I want to talk about them a little bit. Before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. I'm also going to say once again this week uh, that next week I'll be on vacation, chilling in Miami, 305, what's up? Hate your school, blah. Um, so uh, there will be new episodes every day. I'll be recording them before I leave. So I apologize if any news breaks while I'm gone, but I'll get back to it when I get back. There's only one place to get all the info you need on the SEC five days a week, and that's Lockdown SEC with Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Follow the Lockdown SEC podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, as promised, uh, the first segment of today's episode is going to be talking about Kadarius Tony making his debut at the New York Giants training camp. Um, it was his first day out there because, of course, on July 22nd, I believe it was, Kadarius Tony tested positive for COVID-19, and he was then placed on the COVID list, and it's at least a 10-day wait before you can get back on the team or back with the team. Um, so Kadarius Tony, I mean, during just like rookie OTAs, he a rookie minicamp, he uh, he he was dealing with a little bit of issues, and he was it was it's been a tumultuous time since he got drafted. But hey, I'm still positive. Uh, and I mean, we know that now. I don't really know what happens now with Kadarius Tony and the COVID protocols because I'm not sure if it's like, hey, you've got the antibodies, you're good with testing, or really what is going on with it. Uh, I would imagine he still has to go through the normal unvaccinated um, protocols as usual, but I'm I'm not totally sure. I know that they're still working those out. Like they're still like nothing set in stone. Um, we can assume that Kadarius was unvaccinated although if you are vaccinated you can still get the vax you can still get covid uh Kadarius only did retweet something Cole Beasley said about not wanting to get the vaccine so with that with that information we can assume Kadarius Sony's unvaccinated uh I'm not gonna get too heavy into it I think you should be vaccinated I'm vaccinated but I, that, that's where I'm drawing the line I'm not gonna get too into the conversation with you here um Kadarius Tony, of course, was working as a wide receiver during these drills. He was doing a lot of the drills, and he participated in every one, as far as I know. Um, Kadarius was also working as a punt returner, and for some just m- like mind-boggling reason, um, people on Twitter seem to be surprised that Kadarius Tony's returning punts, and I just I don't get it because. 
he's one of the most dynamic players with the ball in his hands. He'll, that you, I mean, that you maybe ever that you might ever see. Like he's he's crazy with the ball in his hands. Um, so there's that. Like you want to get the ball to him whenever you can. Uh, historically, the Giants don't care how much they have invested in you. If you're a good punt returner, they're going to put you back there. Like that's just how they work. Um, you know, when Odell Beckham Jr. was the Giant, he was returning punts. Uh, when they traded Odell Beckham Jr. and they got Jabril Peppers, Jabril Peppers has been returning punts, and he was working returning punts today, too. Um, so I don't know why. Like, maybe it's because they're like, oh, he's a first-round pick. He shouldn't be returning punts. Like, that, that, to me, that just doesn't make sense when you're looking at a team like the New York Giants and you're looking at a team where the head coach... Uh, used to be a used to be the special teams coordinator for the Patriots. So I don't know why people are like, oh, like I wouldn't think he'd play punt. Like he was punt returning for Florida last year, and he was a huge part of the offense. Like if you're good at the role, you're good at the role. That's why I don't really understand why some people and outlets were like, oh, he's interestingly enough, he's returning punts. Like yeah, that's that's what was expected. And honestly, I think his special teams. Um, versatility i'll say is one of the reasons that he even got drafted by the giants specifically because like i mentioned joe judge who's the current head coach of the giants used to be a special teams coordinator he also used to be a wide receivers coach so there's that um but Kadarius tony a wide receiver they mean a running back as well and a returner like those are that's what he does i don't know why people are confused about this and that honestly that that <clears throat> that that kind of irritated me because it's like, all right, you're reporting on something that clearly you have no idea what you're talking about here because this is what was expected. Um, so that's where I'm like, all right, like that's a little a little annoying to me at least. Just that it's like, oh, like don't be surprised by obvious. Daniel Jones is throwing the ball too. Like well, I don't know what you would expect from anybody else. Like that's the role that he plays. It's one of the role that he fills. Like so I don't know why you're flabbergasted by this uh there wasn't a ton of news this or today about the giants camp with Kadarius sony um mainly because camp overall today was just highlighted and completely overshadowed by this brawl that the giants got into which i don't know if Kadarius was involved in it i just know that it was full team is what they say i don't know if that means the 22 that were on the field i don't know if it was 14 on the field and seven on sevens like i i don't know what it was um but i knew i yeah i know that that pretty much took up all the media attention today um as we get further into camp i would expect to see Kadarius tony play a little more of a versatile role in this offense um apparently he's been lining up on the same side as sterling shepherd which is interesting because they're both like stereotypical slot guys um they could both be working on the inside like that's that's totally fine uh um, i'm very interested to see how that would play out uh i also think that we'll see a lot of Kadarius in motion a lot of him in the backfield i am still totally convinced that like jason garrett knows how to use him um as much as people want to dunk on jason garrett uh he's again like i mentioned this when Kadarius got drafted like he's proven that Jason Garrett has proven that he is willing and able to use guys like Kadarius Tony in various situations because he's had guys like that. Like that's that's what's irritating to me that so many people are again 
talking about something that they clearly don't know about because they're all saying like, oh, like this is this is so why would you have someone who's so vanilla as Jason Garrett and draft someone like Kadarius Tony? It's like, well, because Jason Garrett has experience using guys like Randall Cobb and Tavon Austin. Like he has experience using those guys that can play the running back and receiver roles. So I I don't get what the huge confusion is about any of this. Kadarius Tony probably has the most Twilight Zone experience since getting drafted um a few months ago where it's just like no one knows what they're talking about no one knows what to expect just silly things are happening it's just a wild ride and as a gators fan as a giants fan i'm loving every single second of it uh think the gators have a shot at the natty this year if you're confident bet online currently has plus 2800 odds and i'm just saying I'm going to take them. By the way, I realize I go through the odds all the time. Plus 2,800 odds means that if you bet $100, you'll get $2,800 back. That's what that means. Um, plus your initial $100 investment. Uh, bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. And Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. With real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, it's the best way to place your bets and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device, which is how I like to do it. Like, I'm very open with you guys. I love using it on my mobile device more than my computer. Uh, to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts make sure to use promo code locked on that's l-o-c-k-e-d no space o-n and just rolling with bet online apparently uh the second segment i didn't even plan that that was i just want to point that out like i i figured out the topics and then i look at the ad reads so that's that's how i always do it um so i didn't i didn't plan this but hey we ball um so trey man of course was drafted 18th overall to the oklahoma city thunder on thursday night in the first round of the 2021 nba draft um as of my time recording this um he is 18th in rookie of the year odds on betonline.ag and i am very honest with you guys you'll get my full opinion on that in a little bit uh, plus 3,500 odds, which, like I explained in the ad just now, uh, he, I mean, plus 3,500 odds means you bet $100 and you get your $100 back. If you win, uh, you get your $100 back and an additional $3,500. So if you're not too keen on betting or gambling, that's how it works. <laughs> and as far as Trey Mann's odds, again, I'm going to be honest with you guys, not taking them. Uh, I realize that I, I, uh, and here's the thing. When I say not taking them, like I'm not confident, but I'll probably still throw a few down on it just because, just because he's a Gator at that point. That's really what it is. Like I, I'm not confident in it at all, but he's a Gator. So I got to show love, got to show support, got to put something there. Um, but Trey Mann is currently listed as the number three point guard on the Thunder, which is pretty, pretty worrisome when you look at Rookie of the Year odds. Uh, he's behind Kemba Walker and Theo Maladon, uh, which I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I don't watch a ton of NBA except for playoffs, and obviously it's not a huge place where the Thunder are right now. Uh, so I have no idea who that dude is. <laughs> so I'm just going to be completely upfront with you. But I do know who Kemba is. I, I, I get Kemba. Um, we, all, we all know Kemba. Um, 
So Treyman, opportunity might not be there early on. Also, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, sometimes going to be the primary ball handler for this team. You know what that means? Treyman, likely going to see even less time if they want to put Shea at the point guard position. And then, I mean, Trey could play a bit of shooting guard, but I still think of him primarily as a point guard. Like, I and I don't mean a bit of shooting. Like, he could play shooting guard. That's totally fine. Like, he's got the size for it. Um, but I just, I still think of him as a primary point guard, just because I feel like he's at his best with the ball in his hands when he can create his own shots. Uh, again, that, I mean, today's NBA, that might even suit him better for shooting guard because he doesn't have to worry about the playmaking aspect so much as literally just creating your own shot. But, I mean, he, he's, yeah, he's going to be behind Shea Gilgis-Alexander. He's going to be behind Kemba Walker. He's going to be behind Theo Maladon. Or, might be behind Theo Maladon. We know he's going to be behind Kemba and Shea. Uh, another thing that I think could keep Trey from really seeing the court early on, his lack of defensive ability. Like, I love Trey. Like, we, we know, like, I'm Trey, a huge fan of Trey Mann's game. But he's not a great defender. And I think that when you're looking at a team that has kind of a lot of guards right now, they're, they're kind of just like, there's kind of a logjam at both guard spots for the Thunder right now. So when you're trying to separate yourself from the pack, like, sure, you could score, but a lot of guys can score in the NBA. And I said this on Friday's episode of Locked On Gators, where I was like, talking about Scotty Lewis, where he should have gone higher because he's such a good defender. And it seems like everybody can score now in the NBA. Like, that's what it is. Like, Trey Mann lacks a ton of defensive ability. So being not being able to play defense and being able to score, congrats, you're just another guy at that point. Like, that's my main concern with really Trey Mann finding the court. I think he is plenty good enough where if, if he's given the opportunity he can produce with really little to no issue. Like I, that I've been very open about. I think he's going to be probably uh, an eight to twelve point per game kind of guy. Like uh, coming off the bench, uh, I think he's got that ability to do that right away. Uh, I spoke about it two weeks ago with Lockdown Lakers, where I was like, "Yeah, like don't don't put him in if you need a defensive guy. Don't bring him onto your team if you need defense. But if you're looking for someone who can score," early can facilitate your offense a bit early and isn't going to be a complete liability on the court then sure get Trey Mann and that that's still that's still who he is like Trey Mann hasn't changed as a prospect he's still a guy that is going to be a primary or not he's not going to be a primary scorer he's primarily going to be a scorer um I mean right now I don't really know what to expect from his playing time, so that's why I'm not confident in him winning any awards. Uh, again, he's 18th right now, which is... I, I, I'm, it didn't go in just, like, order of draft pick, but uh, but it worked out that Trey Mann was drafted 18th overall. He's 18th in Rookie of the Year odds, plus 3,500. Those are some hefty odds. Like, if it hits, it hits, and that's a beautiful thing. Like, you could bet 10 bucks and win 350 there. 360 if you count your 10 bucks that you get back um but i i don't know if he's going to have the opportunity of course injuries could happen anything could happen that could change that but right now i'm not confident enough in trey man's ability to see the court in oklahoma city to really say that i'm gonna throw down some bags on it like that that's my point right now like that's where i'm at um but as we build anticipation for the football season 
let's start building our bodies too. Build Bar is the best protein bar on the market and it ain't close. It has 18 delicious flavors, including recent Built Bar Champion Coconut Brownie Chunk. Personally, I'm a cookie dough chunk or peanut butter brownie kind of guy. Um, but if you're trying to eat clean and you've got a sweet tooth like me, thankfully, that is no longer a problem. Built Bar is your low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and most importantly, high fiber solution. Hear that kids? Fiber, get it in uh, to get it out. <laughs> uh, you can even enjoy Built Bar if you're keto. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order that is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. To wrap up today's show, like, I'm going to be just completely transparent with you guys. I always try to be. Um, I've been wanting to do this. Like I wanted to do it last week, but technically I wasn't allowed to do it until the rev- until uh, the designs got revealed. Um and I'm a little upset about it. And then I just didn't get around to it until today. So this is completely unsolicited. Like no one asked me to do that. I'm just, I, I just love these designs and I wanted to get into it a little bit. Um, and I, yeah, so home field apparel, you know, last week, Florida, we were big new Saturday and we crushed it, like destroyed it destroyed every record they had like notre dame was previously in first place uh florida gators got 176 percent of notre dame's uh sales so pretty much everything notre dame did then take 76 percent of what notre dame did and stack it on top and that's what florida did. like it, it was crazy it was a whooping a straight whooping uh so i'm a huge fan of it and i'm a huge fan of the designs and I'm going to start with a shirt that I have already, um, the two-bits shirt. I, it is beautiful. Like, I have not stopped talking about it and stopped expressing that I love it so much. Uh, I love the, I'll say I'll say the minimalist design. I don't know if that's the right word. Like, you're going you're gonna to learn. I'm not huge on fashion or anything really you know uh designy or creative like that's not me um but this i i loved the design of the two-bit shirt i thought it was just genuinely a beautiful thing like i i was i we stand that's where i'm at with it um i thought it was phenomenal like i i I love it i love the color of the background with the the like the very minimalist blue rectangle with the bold two bits like it's beautiful frankly also it just goes well with my skin tone and that's one of the reasons I, i'm not gonna lie to you like it, it goes well with my skin tone so that's one of the reasons i love it um my other favorite shirt is the retro logo um the baseball tee so the retro logo from 1979 to 2000 or to 1994 i believe it was um that is one of my favorite logos like my girlfriend was like i don't really i I don't see the logo uh so of course the logo that i'm talking about is the uf in the circular shape where it's just like molded into one circle with the uf logo 
state of florida on the bottom gator on top of it i think that is such a sick design like i i i think it's awesome i also love baseball tees in general um but that is genuinely one of my favorite designs and when i got the list of designs um before i opened it i was sitting with my girlfriend and i was like oh my god i wish they have that old uf logo and lo and behold they had it and it was just and like they had it on not one but two shirts because they also had it on a crew neck um that it was just I, I loved it so much i'm also gonna say like i loved the uh the swamp shirt where it's like the swamp only gators get out alive uh but it's not one of my top three favorite it would be number four number three we are the boys from old florida that shirt is so oh my god like the logo on it just it, it he looks like he's ready to whoop some beep like it's just it was it's it's so sweet i love it so much like it's like smiling but also like hey like it looks like old-timey gangster like that's what it looks like to me like and i mean like old-timey i mean like way back in the day like like beginning of wandavision old-timey like that's i hope you watched wandavision i'm sorry if you didn't i'm sorry to leave you out but you get the concept of the show and if you don't then you don't care about me spoiling anything like that um see it's like beginning of wandavision old-timey like it's sick like he looks like he's ready to go at any moment and again like it it's literally the same orange as (laughs) like the same exact tone as the two-bit shirt which again loved it so much um i i genuinely like i love the rollout and i take genuine pride in knowing that we all got to contribute in uh into such a dominant (laughs) record-breaking performance but that about does it for today's episode of locked on gators join me tomorrow as we talk about the florida gators in the olympics once again my name is brandon olson you can find me on twitter at wns underscore brandon you can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports. This is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. Be sure to check out Locked On HBCU. I'm back at it again. Hosted by Reggie Flood, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On HBCU de- uh, debuted Monday. And again, like I can tell you, like we're all very excited for it. It's been going awesome so far. Like I'm, I'm so stoked to see it. It's just an awesome thing to just... Like, I love being able to watch the Lockdown Podcast Network put this together and do it. And uh, the, the person that I like, that it it's his baby, like, proud of him, proud of them. Can't wait to see it grow and continue to grow. Betting on the Gators doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.